0: Father in heaven, thank you for this morning. Thank you for bringing John McCur and his family here today, Lord. And Lord, we're all members of one body, all members of your church. And we thank you, Lord, that you are working in their hearts and their lives. And we give you all the glory and all the thanks for it. We pray today, Lord, that as we come to your word, we pray, oh God, that your word will speak volumes to us, O God. That it may not be about man, but Lord, it will be all about you, oh God. That Father, we will see your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, honoured and glorified today. And Lord, we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, today is a very special day, not only because we've got a baptism day today, but today, it's a phone call, so I need to get that phone Today is special because it is the birthday of the church. Some of us know this day as Pentecost Sunday. Um, some know it as Witch Sunday. But today is the birth of the church. It marks the day when the church all over the world, this day is important because it marks the the day when the church was given birth. Now, when you um, want to buy some gold, my father, when he was alive, used to have a gold ring on every finger. And if you want to buy gold today, what you do, you go down a high street and you will uh, buy a gold necklace or, or gold ring, or if you want to buy you know, a, a bullion of gold that might be your, your bag, I don't know but we, we go to a shop to buy gold but it hasn't always been like that back in the day a man would turn up into a village or into a town and he would say gold has been found and when he made that announcement everybody would have leave that bar or leave that their, the, the, that town and they will saddle their, 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 their horses and their carts and they will get their, their wife and their children and they will go to the place to dig for gold or to mine for gold because of that announcement the whole family was changed the whole town was changed because someone announced that there was gold to be found well today well, not today, but over in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, someone announced something incredible. And that announcement that was so incredible, the, um, the people there, when the Holy Spirit came down, and men began to speak in other languages, there was people there from all over the world, and they were hearing something in another language, in their own language, And as they were listening, this is what they said they were hearing. They said this. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own language. They were hearing languages being spoken all over Jerusalem. They couldn't understand every language, but the language that they could understand was was this. They understood that they were hearing. Wonders of God. Now my question to this passage is this. What was the wonders of God that they were hearing? Well, it could be many, but I've only got time for three. Three wonders of God that these men and women in Jerusalem was hearing. You see, these wonders changed not only individuals, it changed whole families. It changed whole community. In fact, on one day, the Bible says 3,000 men were baptized. let alone the women and the children. 3,000 people were baptized on one day. Can you imagine what a long service that would have been? We've got four. 3,000. Why? Because they heard something of God's wonders that changed their whole life. And that's why they were baptized. So what were the wonders of God they heard? The first wonder of God they heard was the love of God. You see, um, what you need to understand, these people in Jerusalem at the time, these people who went to Jerusalem, they weren't bad people. What I mean by that is that they weren't bank robbers, they weren't gangsters, they weren't drug dealers, they weren't prostitutes, they were religious people in Jerusalem at that time. And these people who were in Jerusalem, being religious, they cared for their families, they cared for their loved ones, they cared for the community. There were people in Jerusalem that weren't evil, wicked sinners. As some people may look at them. But they knew something, they knew something in their hearts. So even though they were in Jerusalem, even though they weren't criminals and, and gangsters, They knew one thing that the Bible says very clearly. They knew this. These people come near to me with their mouth and they honour me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules. They have been taught. These people, they come near to me with their lips, but God says, Their hearts are far from me. Now, the Holy Spirit came down on that day in Jerusalem to make people understand that they're okay, they're coming to church, they're coming into the synagogue, they're coming to worship, and they are saying things with their mouths. They're saying things with their lips. They're worshipping God with the right sort of words. They can say the Our Father prayers, and they can say the, the Ten Commandments. They can speak with their mouths. But God says, their hearts are far from me. Do you know that in America, the, um, back in the day, the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan... Do you know that they were a religious group of people meeting in church on a regular basis? Do you know that the people in this country that have abused children sexually have been priests and vicars in different churches? You know that? People who claim to speak about God with their lips, but their hearts are somewhere else far, far from God and you know well we live in a day and it's true to say in this day we live in a day when people love to give lip service to God they love to speak about God in different ways. They may not be as religious as those in Jerusalem, but they come to church and they, they will sing a, a song or two. They, will, you know, they like to give a little bit of money to charity. That's a good thing to do, isn't it? To give a bit of money to charity. You know, they love to turn around and, and shake the hand of the guy at the back and say, you know, nice message, vicar. I really did like the service today. They like saying things with their words, with their mouth, but guess what? God is not looking at what you're saying. When God looks, the Bible says he looks at what goes on in your heart. And these people were coming near to God with their lips. But God was turning around and saying, you know what? This is a wonder that I'm going to show you in Jerusalem. Though you come to me with your lips... Though your hearts are far from me, God's going to turn around and say, this is one of my wonders. I'm going to come down from heaven and reach you instead of you coming up to heaven to reach me. I'm going to come down, says God. And the Bible turns around and says these wonderful words. You did not choose me. In fact, you would never choose me. But I here's the wonder of God." I have chosen you. Not only that. He turns around and says this. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying. I have loved you. With an everlasting love. I have loved you. Even before you thought about loving me. I have loved you. With an everlasting love. That is the love of God. You know, I was amazed. I received a text from a friend yesterday. He said to me, uh, Jerry, have you, um, are you watching the royal wedding? You know, I was surprised how many men were watching the royal wedding. A number of guys texted me. I think, I think Darren texted me and said, Jerry, I saw you at the royal wedding. <laughs> it wasn't me. I, I listened to this guy preaching um, on the royal wedding, and, and this guy, you know, he, he was a legend, I think Adam's words were. He was really good. So I went online and I listened to him preach. And I'm telling you, this guy was on fire. Can you believe being on fire before the queen? But this guy was on fire before the queen. And his main message, started off, with talking about love. But then he moved on, and he spoke about un sacrificial, redemptive love. This guy was speaking about the love of God. And I know, because when I was preparing my message last night, I looked and I say, that is a wonder that God wanted people to know that he loves Men and women, don't okay, care where you're from. You could be in the synagogue, in religious circles. I want to tell you, say, God, I love you where you are. You could be in a gutter along with a prostitute and a drug addict. I want to tell you, says God, I love you where you are. I want you to know this morning, the wonders of God is that he loves men wherever you find them. Amen. That is the love of God. And these people in Jerusalem, hearing languages being spoken, And one of them was their own language and heard their own language and they heard about the wonders of God. That's number one. The wonder of God. What else did they hear? I believe they also heard in Jerusalem when the Holy Spirit came down and filled people with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other languages. One of the things they were declaring was the work of God. Again, um, the reason um, these people were there was because they really wanted a relationship with God. That's why they was in Jerusalem. They travelled from all over the world to get to Jerusalem because they wanted a relationship with God. You know, I um, remember many years ago witnessing to a guy trying to tell him about Jesus. And he said to me, listen to me, he says to me, me and God have an agreement. I don't get into his business, and he doesn't get into my business. So I said to him, well, you know what, it's it's God's business to keep you alive. And that's true. But this guy had that agreement. It was a bad relationship, but he still had a kind of relationship with God. Well, these men in Jerusalem, they wanted a relation. That's why they went there. But God says this in his word. He says this. But your iniquities have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. The reason why they were there, they weren't in a relationship with God. But God is here saying, guess what? There's a barrier between you and me, says God. That barrier is sin. And even though you come to Jerusalem, and even though you make sacrifices and and you pray, but there's this barrier between me and you. And I can't have fellowship with you because of this barrier. What is this barrier? This barrier is sin. And that sin of yours has hidden my face from you. Cannot look. But here is the wonder of God that was being declared. The wonder of God was this. That barrier has been removed. And that wonder of God is this. That barrier has been removed because Jesus Christ stretched out on the cross. Was nailed to that cross. And when he was nailed to that cross, the anger and the wrath of God that should have been theirs came upon him. That's why he said, remember when he was praying in the garden? Do you Remember that time? He went into the garden to pray and and as he was praying, he went a little further. He fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. If it is possible, Lord, Do not let me go through that painful death on the cross. If it is possible, do not allow me to take your anger and your wrath upon me, O God. If it is possible, let me go free, but not my will be done, he says. But yours. And Jesus Christ was nailed to that cross so that the barrier of sin, the barrier of hostility, might be taken down now to have so that you can have a relationship a proper relationship with God you know that's the cry of every human heart to have a relationship we look for relationship everywhere but the one relationship that we don't look for as much as we should is a relationship with God everyone wants another relationship with everyone else but the one relationship that is so needful Is your relationship with God. Why? Well, Augustine puts it in a good way. Augustine says this. Our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. This is what he means. In other words, only in God will you be fully satisfied. Only in God. In fact, Jesus Christ turns around and says, come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden. This is his words. Come to me, all you who are weary. All you who are burdened. Come to me, all you who are heavy laden. All you who have difficulties and problems and struggling through life. Come to me, all ye who are weary. And I will give you rest. If you want a relationship with anyone else. That is the first and foremost relationship you need to have. It is with God himself. And that was one of the wonders that was shared. The very fact that this barrier, this wall of hostility has come down. Look at what um, Paul says in Ephesians. For he himself, that is Jesus, he himself is our peace. Who has made the two groups one and has destroyed Absolutely destroy the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Jesus Christ completely broke it down. The sin that separated you from God. Christ in his death broke it down. Completely shattered it. That was the good news. That was the wonder of God that was being declared in Jerusalem. These men was hearing not only about the love of God. But it's also hearing. About the work of God, and they were saying, We are hearing the wonders of God in our own language. Thirdly and finally, what is the wonder of God? Well, it is his love, it is his work, but also there's this new life in God. I want to you to understand this morning. The wonders of this new life. You see, um, most people believe that something will happen after you die. They don't know what it is, but they they don't go to church, but they believe something, and so they they can't accept that death is the end. And so they say things like, "Well, she's gone to be with the stars." They say something like that. Or they may say something like, um, he's watching over you. Don't know where, but somehow he's watching over you. Or they turn around and say silly things like, he's probably watching the World Cup right now. As <laughs> soon there's a television somewhere in heaven, watching men kick a ball around with a pint of beer or something. And they have these ideas of heaven. But also, if you go back into the Bible, there were men in the Bible who also had an idea about heaven. They also didn't believe that death wasn't the end. They believed there was something else after death. And so Jesus was teaching. And he confirmed these men's understanding. So he says to them, this is a bit of Jesus' teaching. But in the account of the burning bush, even Moses showed that the dead rise. For he calls the Lord the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. So Jesus was telling these guys, you know what, the dead do rise. But these men in Jerusalem, they had no proof. Oh, they believe that the dead would rise. Like some people today believe that you're in a star in the sky when you die. Or you believe that you're watching a football game after you're dead. They have that sort of belief. These people have a belief themselves in the Bible, but they had no proof. Then comes the day of Pentecost. Then comes the uppouring of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit was outpoured. These men began to hear the wonders of God. And one of the wonders of God that they heard was this. God has raised this Jesus to life. And we are all Witnesses to the fact God has raised what you believed in the Old Testament what you believed that God raises the dead what you believed that Abraham Isaac and Jacob are not dead anymore but they are alive in God's presence what you believed back then the Bible says today I want to prove to you when the Holy Spirit came down he brought a presentation to these men at Jerusalem that Jesus Christ is not in a tomb. But he's alive. Raised from the dead. Now today you've all come to witness a baptism. Let me tell you what the Bible says about a baptism. The Bible says this. We were therefore buried with him. Through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And this verse is not really talking exactly about baptism, but the part I really want to concentrate on is this end part. We too may live a new life. You see, when we take John and his family and they go under the water, it's as if... The old life is being buried. It's as if the old life... If they're really gone already, they've really confessed Christ. But as if the old life is being buried. And when they come out of the water, it's as if they're being resurrected into a new life. And you know what? New life does start today. It starts now. If you become a born-again Christian today, your new life starts now. But it doesn't end now. Your new life continues so that even when you die you end up in the presence of God listen to Jesus again after he was resurrected from the dead look what he says he says this do not be afraid don't be afraid of death don't be afraid of dying you see dying is not the end do not be afraid I am the first and the last I am the living one look I was dead and behold, now, look, I'm alive forever and ever, and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Look, says he, I was dead, but behold, I'm alive. Praise be to God. And because, and I love what he says here, he says again in, in, to one of the sisters, he says this. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. He will live now. He will go to work and he will do his things. And look after his family and do all the things. He, he will live and have a real life now. But even though he will die, he will still live in my presence. I am the resurrection and the life. This is a wonder of God. These men at Jerusalem... They were hearing something in their own language. And in their own language, they were hearing about the love of God. They were hearing about the works of God. Now they were hearing about new life in God. How can I get that new life? That's the question that you should be asking yourself. How can I get this new life? How can I know what it is to be dead and risen into life again? Do I have to go for the waters back to them? No, you do not. The Bible says this, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. That means he's Lord of my life. He's Lord of my family. He's Lord of my finances. He's Lord of my relationships. He's Lord of everything. I'm not going to say He's Lord and just that's it. No, when I say he's Lord, I mean he's the captain, the governor, the ruler, the creator of all things. He is my Lord. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, he's no longer in the tomb. He's no longer been dead. That fret by worms and decay. No, 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 no. He's alive. Resurrected from the dead. Seated at the right hand of God. Interceding and praying for me. That's where he is. If I confess with my mouth. Jesus is Lord. And believe in my heart. That God raised him from the dead. I shall be saved. And Jesus' final words. to this, One of his final words to the disciples. Was this. In John's gospel. He says this. Because I live. Hallelujah. Because I live, you will live also. That was the birth of the church, I want to tell you. When the Holy Spirit brought that message, the wonders of God into Jerusalem, 3,000 people got on fire for God. That's the men. We don't know how many women there were, or children there were, but 3,000 men, turned around and said, I want some of that. I want this love. I want this work of God in my life. I want the barrier to come down. I want this new life. 3,000 men turned around and said, I want what God has to offer. This is wonderful news. The wonders of God in my own language. My dear friends, I know where you all are. But today you've heard something of the wonders of God. And that love and that commitment to you should move you, should change you. to cause you to say, I want more of God. I'm not content with just a lip service, you know. I'm not content with just giving my, my money into the bag. I'm not content with just, you know, just doing our little bit for, for charity. I'm not content. No, I want God. And I want him in my heart and in my life. And I want to worship him in truth and not in pretense. I praise God for the testament you heard today. But what is your testimony? What is your story? But your story, be like the man in the Bible, very simple. I was blind. But now I see. It's not complicated. I was blind. But now, by the grace of God, I'm alive. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you and praise you for your wonderful, tremendous grace. The wonders, the wonders of God, your wonders. What you have done, not what I have done, not what man has done, Lord. Men have done nothing, Lord. They cannot do anything. But what you have done, you have reached down in love. You have broken down that wall, that barrier, that separate. You have taken care of the sin issue. And you have given us new life. It's all about you and what you have done. Gracious God, may that move me. May that move us to turn around and to say, I want some of what you have to offer, oh God. Take me, fill me with your spirit, renew me, make me into the man, into the woman that you want me to be. And I pray this, oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen.